This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Carrie, how excited are you for Golden Con starting March 31st in Chicago, Illinois? I'm oh, stunned. I am absolutely stunned. <laughs> stunned with excitement, though. Where I am, Where should people oof. be going right now as they're listening, before we even get to this episode, to buy a ticket to Golden Con in Chicago? Well, you should go to thankyouforbeingafan.com. And if you've been living under a rock and you're like, what is Golden Con? What is happening? Is somebody conning the women at the mall <laughs> out of money? A man and a nun? Oh, I love well, that nun. I loved her. Oh, the so smoking good. nun. So good. So oh. cool. So cool. I would love to see, oh, like a true crime show. Oh, what was the smoking nun? I oh, think we'll do that. Nun we'll do gun. that. We'll talk about that during this episode. We have, an, we have a plan for that. But anyway, where can they get tickets? What can they do? What's happening at Golden Con? So, yes, Golden Con, like the biggest, like only Golden Girls convention in the world, maybe? Yeah. I don't yes. know, but certainly in this country. Um, happening in Chicago. Happened last year. You were there. So many people were there. They're going to be um, actors from the Golden Girls, yeah. writers, directors from the Golden Girls, maybe even finally Aaron singing the gospel yes! uh, remix Ow! with Cindy Feet. Like, seriously. And also, is... we're going to be there. Thank yes. you very much. Yes. We're yes. doing a we're live episode of the podcast. It's going to be yes. so much fun. We have so many fun things planned for that, but we're also going to be all over Golden Con all weekend long for pictures and fun and events and all of the things. Yes, and because I am not recognizable like H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines is, I will be wearing an Out on the Lanai t-shirt that I purchased from our store on t However, I do have a kind of drag look planned for you. They're going to have to go to Golden Con to to see that, but it's going to be great. Oh, my God. So, yes, go to thankyouforbeingafan.com to get your tickets. It's March 31st through April 2nd in Chicago, Illinois, where I went to school. I love Chicago. It's an amazing city, and there's so many great Golden Girls fans there and if you're nearby come but if you can't be there trust we will be putting a live episode of the podcast like shortly after golden con so you're gonna love that too it's just it's just so exciting and you know what we'll also probably do a recap of it like we oh, did yeah. last year oh, yeah. just to fill people in oh. i had i know i know it's hard it's hard it's in chicago if you don't live it's anywhere near chicago it yeah. could be hard to go I was so sad that I couldn't go last year. I'm so excited I'm going this year. So for anybody who can't go, I will be there representing you yeah. as a Golden Girls fan the best I can. And I will try to relay as much that I can soak in over the weekend of all the golden greatness. Amazing. So go to thankyouforbeingafan.com. Get your tickets or follow along with us. And let's get to the episode, right? Let's go. On with the show. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road. Picture at Los Angeles 2023. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. 
And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then talk about it, but then we ran out of episodes. And then we watched The Golden Palace and we ran out of those episodes too. And now we do whatever the hell we want. Wow, that was the fastest I've ever talked. That was the fat. That was like at the very end of the podcast when yeah. I say, please rate and review the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Have the guy. Pay- I feel like the guy who was like, may cause cancer. You know what I mean? Like that really, he talks oh, really, really yes. fast in those the commercials. Pharmaceuticals. Uh-huh, that's what mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Anyway, yes. yeah, you have to have a really soothing and speedy voice for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, back by popular demand, we're doing another golden rewind where we go back and rewatch our favorite episodes of the Golden Girls and re-talk about them and offer new insights since we first started breaking down these episodes way back in 2014 when we yeah. were mere babies. We broke down. So, oh, my God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm very excited. No, I'm I know. Excited. I know. You're very excited yes. to get into this one. I understand. I do. So recently, we asked all of you to write in, tell us which episodes to rewatch. A bunch of you heeded the call. We narrowed it down to four fan favorites. A Little Romance, To Catch a Neighbor, Journey to the Center of Attention, and Goodbye, Goodbye, Mr. Gordon. Of those four, even more of you weighed in on which episode to cover this week. Now, it was so close. It was. Like, tallying individual votes. Yeah, it was like Florida circa 2000. Yeah. I was about to say it was yeah. like a hanging Chad situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were hand counting. It was so, so close to catch a neighbor came in at a very close second, mm, mm-hmm. which means which means we've heard you and we will be also covering that one soon. Yeah. But the winner of tonight's fan requested rewind is a little romance. I mean, it's a classic. It's it's literally in the top ten of every Golden Girls favorite episodes list. It's just one that is just iconic. And we spoke about this episode literally eight years ago, like in 2015. And so, and the thing is what's so, what to me, what's so fascinating about this, of course, we're not going to go over all the things we covered in 2015. Like everyone knows the language in this episode, they used inappropriate language to describe little people. They, they use inappropriate language to, you know, describe certain parts of this storyline. So, that's acknowledged early on in our in our recap, and we did that in 2015 as well. But what's so interesting is I think what's so what's changed so dramatically from 2015 to 2023 is a lot of this episode had to do with positivity, body positivity, loving people for who they are, not so much for the way they look, and so much around body positivity has changed in the last eight years with the rise of our past guest, Lizzo, and so much more. I mean, the conversation around how we love ourselves is different than it was eight years ago, don't you think? I mean, the first thing that popped, as soon as you said Lizzo, I'm wondering now how many people gasped and are, as they're listening, trying to scroll back to go, <laughs> which episode was Lizzo on? What? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, she was. I forget what season, but good luck finding it. Yeah, um, it's in she there. was. She was so great. She was so fun to 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 meet and to record with. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You're right. That I hadn't thought about that. But yeah. that's that is a really that's a really good. I feel like you just plopped your golden takeaway on a nice little platter at the top <laughs> well, of this. Episode. I wanted to, I wanted to throw it out the top because I thought you know we there are so many things we've talked about in this episode like like the when we covered so much in the original rewatch in terms of. The actor who played Jonathan Newman, he died shortly after this episode of a really rare disease that he grew really quickly. Like that, I covered that. Like so much about this episode was covered. But what I find so interesting is how we react to this episode eight years later in light of 
the changes in terms of how we view ourselves and how yeah. we view relationships and how we view people who are different than what society says someone should look like. And I, I find that to be really interesting. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, my biggest takeaway, it, it even, it, it happened before I pressed play. I was like scrolling through season three and I was like, yeah. oh, where is it? And then I went yeah. to season two and season I was like, one. no, this was a season one yeah. episode. Yeah. It's Gene only, it's Dixon only, in a vaudevillian fever dream. It's season only one. 13 episodes into the series run and already two of the women, there've been, there've been three wedding moments and two of the women have had engagements. I mean, of course, Dorothy's daughter was the one who, you know, that episode. But as much as I love this episode, it really does feel like a later season episode. It does. And I think it's because of like the fever dream. But the fever dream for me, and I keep saying fever dream, but obviously it's not. She doesn't have a fever. She yeah. just has a dream. Yeah. But it, it sort of puts it into like the midsummer night, yeah. you know, Dorothy kisses Miles, my cupcakes. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, so journey absurd. to the center of attention, yeah. the, you know, the, the murder mystery, all of that. It, it feels like a later episode, I think maybe because of that. So when it was season one, I was like, Oh boy, Oh boy. Yeah. But Oh boy. Am I so excited. I, I also have, I, cause I, I did, I did go back and listen a little bit to the first one when we first did this. And I have a bit of a different take on, who this episode is about because I <gasps> I do not believe that this episode, that the highlight of this episode is Rose Nyland. Shocker. I'll reveal that when we get to the recap. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That mm. was that I believe this was a live show that we did, right? Did we do this a little romance as a live no, show? No, we wouldn't have because it was the first season. No. No, it wasn't. It was. Oh, not. I thought we did yeah. it as a live show for some reason. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I mean, I I, I listened to clips. I was like going. I was trying to like get as much quickly done because I watch these right before we record because they have to be fresh for my mind, or else it gets muffy. It gets it gets I really know. bad. Those up are there. our different ways. I yeah. watch two days in advance. I no, take my notes. I need to see it right before. And it was so funny when we were uh. rewatching it because we of course watch this episode often. Like this is an episode that's in constant rotation, always on television, on Hulu for me. Like all even of though it. I forget it's season one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's still funny every single time. Every single no matter time. how many times Stan, I watch it. Yes, Stan was watching it with me. I always love it when I'll usually watch on my phone or on my computer with my headphones in. Yeah. Um, but I was watching on the TV because when I need to pause for clips, it's easier for me to find the little time code on yeah. the phone on the TV than my phone. And uh, and so Stan was like eating and was just sitting like just so mesmerized mm. by this episode. We were both sitting at the table watching it on the TV, and I, he was like, "Man, this is such a funny show." And I was like, it's, "Right." It's just, and, and and the fact that it's from the first, it's just, yeah. There are so many elements of this that are so great. But let's save it all for the recap because we have we have some business to attend to, an idea, something that we're floating around that I think, in a way, we were kind of inspired by by all the responses to what episodes we should do rewinds to. You guys were engaged. They came mm. out and they communicated with us about what they want us to do rewinds to, which is so exciting for us because it's a new endeavor. And of course, we've already done these rewatches. So we love so much that you guys are so engaged with us and that you reach out to us. And we love getting all of the messages and the emails and the tweets and all of the things. And it's just, it's really heartwarming. So it got me thinking, well, okay, we talk a lot. Carrie and I talk 
often, frequently, <laughs> you know, if you will. And daily. We had a Patreon early on in the podcast for the major for the majority of the end of the run of the original rewatch that we did. And I was thinking like what if we had sort of like an extra golden takeaway segment a week for like a couple of bucks that literally is a golden takeaway of our week. It's just us catching up. Sometimes it'll be Golden Girls. Sometimes it'll be other things. Sometimes it'll be another show we're obsessed with. Sometimes it'll be just something random, something a little extra each week in your in your podcast feed. Or we could do like live rewatches of an episode of the Golden Girls or the Golden Palace or of anything really the girls are doing. Like there are so many things we could do on Patreon, but there's also more, right? Like you guys should let us know if there's something you want us to do because you guys listen to podcasts. You're, you subscribe to other Patreons. Like, what do you like seeing your favorite podca- podcast hosts do on Patreon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whether it be, yes, like a sort of live stream situation with a chat so we can all talk at the same time, whatever that is. We'll also put out calls on social media if it's easier for you guys to like see a post and respond to it. But if you have a moment, shoot us an email um, at out on the Lenai podcast at gmail.com or yeah, hit us up on social media, but we will put a call out because it is something yeah. we're, we're sort of in a Blanche Devereaux way. We're flirting with the idea. Yeah, it's magenta. We're not quite on board yet, but we're, we're considering it. And honestly, if like, enough people are interested, yeah. we'll do it. We'll put it that way. If and enough people are in, we will do it. Totally. Um, cause we're having very, so much sorry. fun doing all of this. We're having so much fun doing, especially now that we're a part of mom moguls of media, it's it's just we're having just a really good time and we're feeling like a new sense of of life in the podcast, both between us, but also with with our with the listeners. We're hearing from you guys and we're getting the, that engagement and keep it up and tell your friends, too, because there's a large there's a large landscape of amazing Golden Girls podcast out there right now. And, you know, we we want to be in the conversation. So share it with your friends, share the podcast on social media, let people know that we're back Yes. And before we get into this episode, last thing I want to say, after we received a mountain of responses about what to cover for our golden rewind, which again, tells us y'all like the rewinds, we will keep doing them. Um, I have to point out one particular listener, Oh, Sarah from Pembroke, Ontario, Canada, oh. sent an email, Sarah, I love you yes. with every season breaking down these are the episodes you should do. I want Sarah asked, to be my lawyer. We asked everybody to pick one, and Sarah was like, no, I'm going to give you. And also, Sarah, the way you organize your email, bold, underline, yeah. bullet points, like you are my girl. I will have to say, Sarah, the one thing I disagree with you on, you're saying that H. Allen was right. Blanche was not hitting on George Clooney. Thank you, Sarah. Respectfully, we disagree. You're in Canada. I assume it's going to be a very friendly disagreement that we're going to have, <laughs> and that's fine. We'll work it out over a hockey oh game. Oh, my God. Like, when, anyway, but when I we just do that to... episode, when we do that rewind, we're going to have a special guest on. It's going to be, it's going to be, I don't know. I feel it's going to be an episode of Jerry Springer where we have to, like, we're not going to fight it out. We're gonna to come to terms. Maybe not Jerry Springer. It's gonna be an episode of like Oprah or something where we where yeah, we have to like come to some be, middle ground. It's gonna be like a Bravo show reunion. Yes, like it's gonna be raw and emotional, yes. and like stuff's gonna come out and hand me the tissue box mm-hmm. or a cocktail. You know, yeah. it's gonna be that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, we have we have so much to talk about. Should we take a break, skis? Yes, let's and talk do it. about 
Dr. Jonathan Newman. I'm so excited. I can't, just, I can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Okay. One thing I noticed this time around with this episode, the opening scene is so long and beautiful Mm. there's so much going on sophia's getting ready for her trip blanche has discovered a new way to meet men rose is getting ready to go on a date and the women are moving between rooms and it's absolutely amazing and it's just written so well it makes me feel like i'm watching good theater i also feel like in any episode that begins with sophia singing Mm -hmm. is like already perfect in my book yeah she's going to visit phil and she is packing i mean if this was 2023, she would be over the weight limit and she'd probably be confiscated by security at the airport. For clam sauce? I think clam sauce could be considered a weapon on a flight. If you throw that at someone, you're going to knock them out. Well, I will say it's definitely over the three ounces. Yes. But back then was not. Yeah. Um, but also like respect. You love the food that you love. Mm. You're an, a great Italian cook. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I once, I once was, I was flying when we, when I was living in New York, I was flying back to New York, and I bought from Gilroy, California, Gilroy, California, a huge stalk of garlic because it's the garlic capital of the world. And I thought I'd bring as it. Every, everyone knows. Yes, yes. And I thought I'd That's bring it. That's what the show Gilroy Girls was based on. It was based on the town and the you know, women sold the garlic. Town, the town has an amusement park that's dedicated to to garlic, which is wild. What? Yes. But, Shut up. Um, but, and it's a wonderful community that a couple of years ago had a horrible, horrible incident with a mass shooter. And they've, they've, they've come back in a great way. And I, it's a wonderful community in California. But I tried to get that garlic to come back to New York so I could, ha- I could make all the wonderful garlic things. But it it was over the limit of my thing and I couldn't fit it and I had to decide what to get rid of and it was like between like my toiletries and garlic and I decided to get rid of the garlic and I just, to this day. Oh, the toiletries, you go to Target, you can re No, I have those. expensive toiletries because my face is precious. Yeah, okay, no it is, it's precious yeah. cargo. Okay, <laughs> well, wow. I want to hear more about this amusement park. We'll talk offline. I also um, need to talk about Blanche. So Blanche comes in saying that she's found a wonderful way to meet men. And it's mm-hmm. at a CPR class. And she just lays there and makes out with men basically for six hours. Do you think if Blanche was Blanche today, right, doing those things in a CPR class, how quickly, A, do you think Blanche would receive a sexual harassment lawsuit and or be publicly canceled on Twitter? Well, first of all, if this is a great question you have posed, um, first of all, Blanche, this would be a private class, wink, that Blanche teaches (laughs) her on her own, wink, that she posts on Craigslist. So I don't think she would get into trouble because CPR classes today, they have dummies. Like even I, Stan and I took baby CPR classes before little Oreo was born and the guy brings in these little dummies and they're like mouth guard shields that you put oh. over them and stuff. So they for sure would have, yeah, you know, they would have 
the dummies. They wouldn't use them. And Blanche would be so but, disappointed. You know she'd be telling everyone, did you know that they stopped using real-life people at the CPR class? I know. <laughs> but here's where I think Blanche could find herself in a little bit of trouble. So if Blanche um, gives people certificates so that, like, oh, hey, I'm CPR certified. And then yeah. when one of her students is in a situation where they're trying to save a life and they just make out with the person and they die because they're not actually blowing air into yeah. their lungs, yeah. um, that's when I think it could come back and bite Blanche in the ass and her business might go under. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I just had ice cream before we ate, I by the did, way. I'm so, so you're sorry. good. You're good. I do think that Blanche, if Blanche, if Blanche, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. If Blanche had a Twitter, it would be a restricted Twitter and it would be like the ultimate close friends list because you know the things that she said. If she publicly posted any of her thoughts out there, it would immediately be like, naughty grandma and it, she would get so much attention but she wouldn't know what to do with it she was like i gotta have a private group i gotta make people want it you know what i mean like and then she'd start an only fans she probably i don't well see i don't think she would do an only fans because that would be too crass for her the twitter like controlling because i don't think she cares about money she doesn't care about money she just cares about the attention you know what i mean she mm -hmm. doesn't need money she's got all that old money she inherited like she's good so yeah, I think I think she's gonna be more private, more exclusive. But she'd be canceled real quick though too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. Thank you. Um, I also love that Sophia dresses up to travel. Like that feels like such an '80s thing. Yeah, dressing I, up in like you? a little pink do suit. Do I dress up to travel? Yeah. No, I wear my most comfortable clothes. The only places I ever travel are to the East Coast. And that's a long flight. Yeah. I wear the most comfortable clothes that I have. I usually take an early morning flight, so I don't put any put any makeup on my face. Oh. Nothing. See, Nothing. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm ridiculous yeah. when I travel. In that, I mean, of course, a lot of times it's drag, and so I'm taking a lot of drag. But I will give the appearance of comfort. I will look like I'm comfort. But there will be an element of making sure the skin isn't so blotchy red because she's a blotchy girl. But then also. Because the, those seats are very not meant for larger people, I will be wearing Spanx underneath my comfortable clothes so that everything stays in place so when the seatbelt comes, it doesn't cause a, a rollover situation, if you will. Mm, it, will be, yeah. it will be a very, you know, and it's also better for, like, circulation and I'll wear the side, like, all the things. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'll do all the things. But, like, I'll be a recipe of on appearance. I look like I'm casual. It's a it's a it's a chill day. I just have a mask on and a loose fitting outfit. But underneath, ooh, that mm -hmm. is that's a mummy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun tonight. Here we are. <laughs> um, I love it when so many classic lines in this episode. I love it when Rose comes out and Blanche goes to the untrained eye. That polyester could almost pass for silk. <laughs> it is silk. It sure, is. Rose and Cheryl Teague's really buys her clothes at Sears. <laughs> I feel like Blanche, like touches, sort of like cups her ear, almost as if she, she's like. Poofing her hair yes. with her hand so much in this episode. That sassiness. Yeah. You get so much of that Blanche sass in this well, episode. You also have, I mean, there's also a lot of sass coming from Dorothy. Because there's a moment where Dorothy's like, when they're talking to, to Rose about Jonathan Newman and her trying them trying to get more information about him out of out of Rose. She does this whole thing like spill it, and then she does this eye thing where it's like a vaudevillian sort of like ooh 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 yeah ooh tell me more ooh <laughs> you know it's very not Dorothy. She's just really psyching herself up for the dream sequence performance. <laughs> 
Um, so here's the thing. So, you know, Rose has been out with Dr. Jonathan Newman five times in the last three weeks. Yes. The women really want to meet him. She's being dodgy about it. Like if a friend of yours was a little dodgy about you meeting someone they've been on five dates with and you live together and you're really close friends, mm-hmm. what would you do? Would you do you know, what? It doesn't Dorothy bother me. And, it doesn't yeah. bother me because I, I, I mean, I tend to be very um, giving of my friends and I tend to be very sort of open with my friends and I sort of introduce everybody and I'm just sort of one of those people. But I do have friends, and I, and I think it's okay to say this, My one of my best friends, Brent Sullivan, who has been a guest on this podcast, who I do You're Making It Worse With, uh, he, he, he separates his friends. And I mean, I know, all, of course, I'm, he's family, so like I know who everybody is. But when he's dating somebody or when he is, is like, you know, whatever, it's, it's, he does keep it very separate and he keeps it very until it's time to bring it together. And I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the women, so, uh, Blanche and Dorothy, uh, decide to invite Dr. Jonathan Newman over for dinner because Rose kept putting it off. And so when he called, Blanche went ahead and invited him. Um, so when the women are setting up dinner out on the lanai plug for Dr. Jonathan Newman, the top of this scene where they're setting up dinner had three striking peas, plunging necklines, mm-hmm. pearls, mm-hmm. and pursed lips. Yes. Which Rose so upset. I mean, it she yes, she's she's feeling it. She's feeling something. And then the moment that Dr. Jonathan Newman arrives is really where this episode like takes off on the runway and it's just like immediately going up to like 30,000 feet. It and is... it's here where I'm going to reveal who I think this episode is about. I yes, please. So this episode is so incredibly funny. It is iconic for its lines. It is iconic for its gifts. How many times have you seen Blanche going, God, I wish I were dead? Like, oh, it's so it's good. just one of these episodes where it becomes the episode that is just shared and tweeted and gift and all of the things. And because of the way in which Blanche is in this episode, I actually think this is a Blanche episode. This is a this is when Blanche became a funny character and not just oh a character, gosh, yes. not just a character to move a story along. She became slapstick. She became like silly in a way that she steals the episode to me. She is the episode. Oh, a hundred percent. All of the quotable lines, all of the most memorable moments, shrimp. It is yeah. all, it's a hundred percent Blanche. This is Blanche's episode. I agree. It's yeah. Rose's storyline, but it's Blanche's episode. Well, and you're right. That's a good point because we did just rewatch the pilot where Blanche was really servicing story and didn't get a lot of jokes and her kind of, um, you know, uh, ignorance, naivete at the beginning, and then her sort of like overcorrecting. It's very funny. And then her Benjamin story yeah. is like so one good. of the greatest stories. It's so amazing. I totally agree with you. This is a Blanche Devereaux episode. Yeah. Um, I love, and again, Blanche has so many great moments in this episode where she is uh like walking and she's moving and 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 her lines are being delivered at the right time where she slams yeah. the door and walks away like when she opens the door and Dr. Jonathan Newman is there just the 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 flowiness the 
of her, you know, going, you know, uh, no, thank you, little boy. We already get the Miami Herald and it's shutting the door. So and good. she walks in those like kitten heels. Yeah. The way I love that she was wearing like something kind of form fitting because mm-hmm. it really enhances the physicality of her movement, the way yeah. that she walks. Um, I kept thinking too, like, I mean, there was no lines in her outfit at all. Nothing like, I don't know what, how she's hiding her underwear under there, but she, she's got a body. She's got a body and she is showing it off in that outfit. I mean, it is. She may have been wearing a thong. I hope she was because that just makes me love her even more. Can't relate to it. And that's the most uncomfortable thing in the world, but I love it. There, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about I had thongs. to wear a they're, thong. They're more comfortable on one side than the other, and no. it's not the side that you think. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, you, you, I know you have a different <laughs> set of uh, rules when it comes to thongs than I do, but I wore a thong recently in drag for something that I it required it. It was like an outfit skim sort of thong softening thing, and <laughs> I had to wear a thong over many pairs of tights. It was not... It was not fun. It was not a fun. I, it sounds very restricting. It was, It was. yeah, I, I'm not going to recommend it. But, you know, whatever. If You look great in it, I'm sure. <laughs> it makes your butt look good. Um, Nothing I makes am, my butt look good. <laughs> I am dying, Blanche, yeah. to play our first clip of Blanche's interaction with Dr. Jonathan Newman. Oh, Blanche, Blanche, this is Dr. Jonathan Newman. Get out of here. But Dorothy, he's a little early. Yes, but we're delighted to see him. Hi, Jonathan. Hello, Rose. You're looking lovely this evening. Oh, wait a minute. Rose Nyland, you devil, you. I just figured out what's going on here. Blanche. (laughs) You were sore at me for inviting your friend without asking you, so you hired this guy to come over and teach me a lesson. I wish I was dead. I mean, just the her. La- <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good the way she looks, and that the last laugh is like straight out to the audience. Yeah. It is perfection in the performance and the directing. Yeah. Um. I. I. I absolutely love it. So one thing I realized this time around, I, I feel like maybe I didn't catch it last time. When Blanche and Dorothy then go into the kitchen and Blanche is talking about how embarrassed she is, I think it's really funny that the reason she's embarrassed, and this is so Blanche, because Blanche, a lot of times it's it's about me first. And it's not, you know, not in a nefarious way. It's just Blanche is Blanche. She's embarrassed, not because she insulted Dr. Jonathan Newman, because but because she made a fool of herself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but did you also notice when they walk in, which I don't think I noticed originally in the first rewatch, that it almost I kind of there's a second when you see Dorothy B. Arthur in the kitchen that it almost feels like she's about to laugh when they first walk in because it's so like it all it doesn't feel like a a Dorothy face because she it she almost is enjoying how much of a fool Blanche is making of herself. And it's so fun to see. It's like this little spark in her face that immediately she shifts when she does the line, which we'll play the clip when she does the line of this, what you need to do, all these things. She gets back to Dorothy real quick, but there's 
there's like a moment there where there's something in B. Arthur's face that feels like B. Arthur and not Dorothy. It, I mean, it, yes, it absolutely could have been B. Arthur. I, I could also see it being Dorothy where Blanche, we rarely, especially in season one, have seen Blanche in this kind of vulnerable position yeah. where Blanche looks like the quote, you know, dummy. Yeah. Um, and And I think because... Dorothy is often at the, you know, the receiving end of Blanche's insults, it's which true. are always, you know, put put upon the other women in order to make herself feel better. Yeah. Um, I think Dorothy is, you know, I, I think she is sort of secretly, you know, when she when she gets to tell Blanche that she's a Yankee. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that sort of feeling I think Dorothy could be having. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's play the the, the bit of, of the two of them in the kitchen. Listen. If you don't want tonight to turn into a total disaster, you have to stop being so self-conscious. Oh, well, you're right, of course. Dr. Newman is a guest in our home. If I'm self-conscious, he'll be ill at ease. I can't allow that to happen. It would be unsouthern. <laughs> That's a good bell. Dorothy, get the door. Eats it up. Eats it up. It up. Oh. It's so funny. And that that's where she did the the sort of the when she went on Southern. She's yeah. doing that like I'm barely touching my earring. Yeah. What like an amazing again, just the physicality of it. And then the timing mm -hmm. and the way that she holds extends that one arm out while the other arm's holding the tray and the quickened step as she goes back into the kitchen. Yeah. Like it's just ah, uh, it's perfect. It's, just, it's, it's perfect. so perfect. It's, it's just perfect. so perfect. It's so perfect. Ugh. It is. Oh yeah, you're. This is a Blanche. I mean, look at this. I we also were just love Blanche scenes. Yeah, you know? I also just love. So the moment uh, Sophia returns eventually, because they they have a good night. The the night's going well. The girls come around. Of course, there's still like Dorothy does the short ribs bit, which we love so much, and everything is sort of connected to Jonathan, Doctor Jonathan Newman's height. And even in the end, when they come in and like Blanche accidentally says something, but they're all jovial. It's it's going so well. Everyone loves Dr. Jonathan Newman. Yes, because he has such a positive yeah. outlook on life, and he and that's really refreshing for them. And and, and that's really, kind of what I what yeah. I what I was referencing when I was talking about how yeah, this is sort of the first moment where he even talks about like you know you have to kind of just accept the way you look and love yourself for who you are, and you that's. That's really all you can do and be able to laugh at yourself a little bit and joke about these things and like understand that sometimes people say and do things that are insensitive. And if, if you can, you can either be hurt by them or you can be better than them. And I think that's a really important message in a lot of ways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I had learned that early on, which I kind of think I did when I was like a young kid and really big and was different from other people, it, it, it. I was confident. I was confident in sort of my ability to be funny. And I knew it wasn't about me whenever people would say things. And I knew, you know what I mean? Like, I knew those things. And so oh, I don't because I was a terribly insecure kid who mm. was like bullied and picked on. And I just believed everything that they were saying. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I laugh now. I mean, uh. yeah. You and, and you learn to try to find some confidence and grow out of it. And that's what I kind of meant in the beginning of the episode when I talked about how this is this is a really great statement on sort of body positivity and outlook and and sort of our self look our self outlook on ourselves and and how it's changed over the years just even in the last 8 years since we recorded the last episode and I kind of love it. I love it that there's yeah. so much diversity out there. 
One thing I noticed that I don't think I noticed the first time around. Did you notice that Dr. Jonathan Newman, aka probably the only guest star we will ever refer to by their full name and profession, um, was wearing a gold band on his wedding ring finger. Oh, that might have been just a mistake from the actor. That's what I was wondering, because as a character choice, if they were going to have him wear a ring, which I feel like uh, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like unmarried men on the show that the women yeah. date typically don't wear rings in general that yeah. I've really noticed. But but if they're going to have him wear a ring to specifically wear it on the wedding ring yeah, finger. That seems like a mistake. That just seems like a mistake. It felt a little bit like a mistake, but I did notice it. And then I forgot about it. So I didn't see if he had yeah. it on in later scenes. But wow. yeah, he was wearing a wedding ring. Wow. And the other thing that I loved about this scene is what's great about this show is that when the when Sophia comes home, her entering is the joke. There's no lines. Yeah. Because everyone knows. Even Dorothy the, goes like, oh. Yeah. Because everyone knows the character so well that when that character walks, and that's, this is just a testament to the great writing of the Golden Girls, but when that character walks into the room and they have this other character that they know there's going to be a moment between them and you get a laugh just out of the presence of the character entering the room, that's great writing. That's a great show. Yeah, especially, again, halfway through season one. Yeah. To know as soon as Sophia walks in mm-hmm. to have that same reaction as the women. Yeah. Um, and I, I love, and, and again, it's a very, like you were saying, Dorothy has some really big looks in this. I think it must have just been rubbed off from the Vaudevillian yeah. dream scene. Yeah. But when when Sophia says, I hope this doesn't sound rude. People go cuts crazy. Back to, Blanche and Dorothy, like, yeah. biting yeah. their fists. It's I so love it. silly. You know, but I've been flying all day. I'm awfully tired. If you'll excuse me, it was nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> I I love it. Um, like we said, problematic language. Yes, um, of course. But a very funny moment for Sophia. So I can't remember if we talked about this last time we recorded this, but when Dr. Jonathan Newman leaves, um, he has something really important he wants to talk to Rose about. Mm. Um which I think we should take a quick break yes. and then come back and I'm going to talk about it. See Let's what I did there as a cliffhanger. I like it. As I was saying, <laughs> when Dr. Jonathan Newman leaves, he says to Rose, look, she's like, see you at work. And he's like, actually, I have something really important I'd like to talk to you about. Can we have dinner after work? And I'm, I know we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, but it is so wild to me how often this happens on the show where someone, usually a man, yeah. says, I have something really important to talk to you about, but not here, not now. Let's meet soon. Father yeah. Frank does it to Dorothy. And like, I don't like these when people put you in this type of situation in real life. Yeah. Like, don't just say that and leave because there's nothing oh, yeah. that, that I can so do with this irritating. information, right? That would be so irritating. I'm just, I'm just going to dwell. Is it good news? Yeah. Bad news? Here, Rose is thinking and mentally preparing herself for him to propose to her. Mm-hmm. And he invites her out to dinner only to be like, nah, I can't see you anymore. Yeah. It's just like, just invite her, like, Better yet, don't invite her out to dinner to break up with her in a public place like that. Yeah. Um, but it bothers me so much. There are certain there are people in my life who will be like, hey, and they'll tell me something. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go, but you're not supposed to know, so don't say anything. 
And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this information that you've just given me? Yeah. I, there's nothing, if there's nothing that I can do, nothing actionable, like yeah. same thing. Don't, don't, don't just tell me now. Oh, tell see, me now. I, I hate that. I Yes, I agree. If you're going to say something, just say it. Don't tease it. There's no, there's no point in teasing. You're just an, I mean, uh, pardon my language, but you're just an asshole person if you do that. But, um, I am the person, I am the reservoir for friends to talk all the shit. I feel like I am the reservoir for everyone to say everything mean that they want to say about someone else we know. It is just, it has always been that way in my life in circles of friends. Everyone comes, I tend to, I, I mean, I talk shit, sure, but like I tend to not, I don't really talk shit about other people that way I complain about things but like I don't really talk shit but I tend to get I get a lot of it and it has to live in me it has to live in me and I do it pretty well it lives in me pretty well because I can separate I think mentally I know why someone's doing that it's just a venting thing it means nothing about her or, the, or him or the other person or whatever it is and so I tend to sort of have that lock and key moment you know what I mean I tend to be the I hold the secrets and I like it. Yeah. I certainly don't mind if like a friend wants to vent to me and they're like, hey, don't say anything. It's more when the person giving me the information, they're giving me information that is going to be upsetting to me. Yeah. And and that there's nothing I can do about it. There's no game plan. There's no whatever. It's like, I just thought you should know. Yeah, and it's that's like, a lot. No, no. That's I a can't, lot. I can't do anything with this. No, yeah. no. What, yeah. Why? What was the purpose of telling me aside from you just wanted to gossip? Yeah. Um, well, so, so okay. when they go into to Rose's room, I don't think we talked about this in the first the first rewatch. We might have. But oh, my God, there is a friggin living room in Rose's room. She has a full on like like the presidential suite of bedrooms like you could do. You could do so much. You could have an office, a kitchenette a bathroom, a closet, and a bedroom all in the same room. Now, before, oh, man, I'm going to tell you, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Did I jump ahead too much? I jumped ahead too much. I'm sorry. That's okay, because you know what we do need to talk about? What? The fact that in the the dream, Dr. Jonathan Newman comes out from a bathroom in oh, Rose's room. Yeah, yeah. Rose has a bathroom in her room. Well, it's How? a dream. How, how did Rose end up with the bathroom? Blanche doesn't have a bathroom in her room. Yeah. Like, was there a friend style episode where they had like a, a trivia game and it was like, oh, whoever loses gets to have the bedroom with the bathroom. Yeah. And then Blanche lost and Rose won and everybody was surprised because they're like, you're a dummy. And she's like, I'm smarter than the rest of you. Blah. But she picked the trivia questions because ah, they were like all about ah, St. Olaf. Ah, and ah. so she got to have Blanche's bedroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has a bathroom an insanely large and we've seen we've seen all of the bedrooms i think at this point maybe yeah we've seen all of them it's it's kind of wild yeah yeah anyway but yes we did skip ahead a little bit so before we see um uh maybe this is in no this is they're still in the kitchen so yeah rose is talking about uh, how yes, it yes, bothers sorry. her that people stare at her dr jonathan when they're out together and yeah. she knows it shouldn't bother her but it does great line where um rose says um how big a man is shouldn't make or break a relationship mm -hmm. and dorothy immediately not a word blanche yeah and then blanche tells rose i can relate to you i once went through a very similar situation when i dated a a boy in high school a young man named benjamin and let's go ahead and play blanche's powerful story 
Now, you have to understand that in those days in the South, a lot of things were still taboo. Certain people were not to mix. So Benjamin and I had to meet in secret. Oh, we knew if any of the bigots in town found out about us, there'd be a terrible scandal. And then one day I had to make a decision. Benjamin invited me to our senior prom. I didn't know what to do. Should I go out with this boy I really cared for? Or should I bow to the pressures of an unjust society? So, what did you do? I walked into that gymnasium on Benjamin's arm. Heads turned, jaws dropped. While the room was buzzing all evening, I didn't care. I had followed my heart, and I've never regretted it. Oh, Blanche, that's a beautiful story. Oh, that must have taken real courage for both of you. And it's terrible to think that the, the two of you were almost kept apart just because Benjamin was black. Black? Benjamin wasn't black. He was from New Jersey. I went to my senior prom with a Yankee. The she, like, like, says uh. that... Because the New Jersey line gets the laugh. They, I mean, the mm-hmm. audience thinks that's the laugh. Yeah. And then she, like, literally waits for it just to go down just enough. To get in that Yankee line. And I it, went to my senior prom with a Yankee. So smart. So good. So Blanche. It's Blanche's and, episode. This is Blanche's a little romance episode. for Blanche. That's what it is. It's a little a little romance for Blanche. Yes. Um, so now we're then, at the bedroom. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. In in her story, it's, it's like, it's a better version of, um, you know, I dated a man of the cloth. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wasn't a priest. He was a fabric salesman. It's that type of story, but the best one. The best. Um, the best one. So yeah, Rose doesn't know what she's gonna do. She's gonna sleep on it. Yeah, the fever dream. I will say, I did go back because I listened to the fever dream part of our episode because I just wanted to like what it was, and we broke down who Gene Dixon was. I mean, Gene Dixon, eighties psychic, seventies, sixties, seventies, 80s psychic, like iconic. Um, and the actors in it. And it's so in it, what I find so funny when rewatching it earlier, Michael was like the, when Dorothy does the whole laughing sign and she goes, mm-hmm. the, the three beats of laughing, mm-hmm. all of these moments or Blanche pulling the leg and like struggling with it. Like it really is like a vaudeville scene. Yes. Yes. It was, I think, I think this might have been how many dream sequences did they do? Oh, I guess later on they did like the decapitated yeah. head. Well, there was one episode where it was all a dream sequence. Right. Well, yeah. that was an entire episode. You can do an entire episode in that style. Yeah. But but yeah, I feel like it was like the writers playing around with like you know, dreams are bizarre. Yeah. And yeah. so let's kind of lean into it, and, which I think And was, Rose's dreams are even more course. bizarre. Yes, of course. And yeah, I think they were like, let's just kind of, it's just for a scene. Dreams are weird. Let's play around with it and kind of lean into the absurdity. Yeah. Um, I did also notice, again, just because it's so funny, we've talked about the last two rewinds now that we're doing have wedding dresses in them. Yeah. 
Um, what did you think about Rose's wedding dress? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was so cute. Very Rose. That's exactly what I would think Rose would wear. It's, you know, it's, it is, it would be Rose's wedding dress. And I thought Dr. Jonathan Newman's tux was also adorable. The, with the white jacket, very classy. Like, this is very yeah. debonair. He he did. He looked really great. As he said, he's a snappy dresser. Yeah. Um, Rose's wedding dress, I think she looks great in like a V neckline. Yeah, like she got she the wears bosoms. So many of those because she's got the bosoms. Yeah. Um, otherwise I thought the dress I thought it was all like fine. It's the it's the eighties. It's not whatever. I mean, it's what I would think Rose would wear, honestly. It's not yeah. what I think it's not what I think Betty White would wear, but it's what I think Rose would wear. Because Betty right. White Betty White would get an outfit that actually accentuates her boobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, out of coming out of the, the dream, uh, Rose decides, yes, Wait, she's going to. I need oh, to ask sorry. you about coming out of the yeah. dream. So oh, I, the, the, if, if Stan is having a dream, do you wake him up? Because I don't think it's a good thing to wake someone up from a dream, good or bad. So... So, okay, two things. One, we wake our dog up when he's having dreams, which we probably shouldn't do, but he he makes noises like, oh. <laughs> and his little yeah. legs are kicking. We just wake him up out of habit. We go like, hey, buddy, and we wake him up. Yeah. Stan, I cannot even, I, I would never dare wake Stan up, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, why? Stan the so that this i'm going to just give you the first time i ever experienced this stan is easily um uh like very jumpy yeah. when you surprise him so sometimes i'll just be he'll be in the kitchen washing dishes and i'll come down and i'll be talking and i'll be like hey i would i, I would and he goes <gasps> and he like yeah <gasps> like i startle him he's easily startled he's oh, like a deer he's like a little deer so one night um shortly this was definitely when we probably when we first started the podcast i was staying over we weren't living together yet and i was very warm in the middle of the night so i woke up and i quietly crept into there was at the time the place he he lived at uh there was a door between the bedroom and the office and so i crept into the office and i grabbed a fan yeah and i opened the door uh to the bedroom and i see stan standing there like shirtless, maybe in his underwear, I don't remember, like in a karate stance <gasps> because Stan used to teach karate to no! little kids with the most like body completely tense with the most frightened look on his face. Why? Because he th he thought I was somebody like breaking in. He forgot you were there? So, no, it, it was just, it was, he's very easily startled and he didn't realize oh, I was out of bed. Wow. He heard a noise. But that's sort of the high end of it. That was my fault. It sounded like somebody was br coming in through the other room. But yeah. funnily enough, we're recording this. Last night, I was in bed, couldn't sleep. Yeah. I'm a little stuffy. Yeah. I blow my nose. Yeah. I blow my nose and Stan sits up straight out of bed and looks over at me oh. like I'm being murdered. You know, just like, <gasps> not a like, surprise. So startled. And I went, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm just blowing my nose. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And well, because I mean, do you... sleep, but he didn't even remember it. He didn't even remember it. Oh, wow. Well, I will but say, gets, I mean, I don't very easily startled. I don't know if you are anything like Michael, but Michael's sneezes are so violent and so loud. <laughs> it is like a demon coming out of him. 
on a level. And I'm I'm someone who is very sensitive to loud noises, very sensitive. Like if there's a loud noise, I won't be able to hear whatever else is happening in the room. It's the only thing I can hear. And yeah. it is so jarring. It is just so much. I think last episode we talked about him not doing the dishes. And now this episode I'm talking about him sneezing. I probably should stop. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Michael has the most calming I know I know voice. that's what's so wild about it I cannot imagine oh. the juxtaposition of it that is, voice with a violent sneeze it is violent can you do level. an impression of it I can't because I would wake the neighbors and I would startle Frazier and he's asleep right next to me oh you don't want to start I won't Frazier. do it I won't do it because it is that loud it is that loud think of think of like when someone walks in and they like have one of those like play horns you know what I mean they just like like really quickly and it shocks Oh, I don't you. need to. I have a child. I have like a yes. two-year-old well, who just that's comes up into is. my face and yells. That's what so, it is yes. at the most random of moments. And it's just like, he also has a very loud burp. Well, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we will do on the Patreon yes. if we have a Patreon. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, there's a great moment um, while Rose is hugging a body pillow. Um, and she's like, look, I'm going to marry him. If we truly love each other, we can get past any problems. And, and, you know, Sophia comes in. I love that. She's always has her handbag. With her. I know like, that is something they started in season one. And Sophia comes in. What's all the noise? Oh, Rose has decided she's going to marry Dr. Jonathan Newman. Fine. We're all adults here. Let the man out of the pillowcase. We I don't mean, mind if he sleeps over. It's so good. It's oh, so good. God. Oh. And then when and they then... when they when they transition to the restaurant because they go to the restaurant where where Rose and Dr. Jonathan Newman they're going to have Rose is going to find out what he wants to ask. Her. Yes, it's dinner with Dr. Jonathan Newman. And one which of the things that is I had an never... Arthur Miller play, I'm sure. <laughs> I had never noticed was in the out in the exterior shot of the restaurant was they pan into the restaurant to transition the scene. The restaurant is just called restaurant. <laughs> it's just it's just a restaurant and we learn it's a french restaurant so it's just a it's just a french restaurant called restaurant <laughs> restaurant 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 oh my god and then at the beginning of their chat they have this like stupid little like <sighs> where blanche is or rose is going to get the trout or something and she asks how do you say trout in french and he says la trout so he clearly doesn't know which i feel like that's something dr jonathan newman would know but i looked up what trout I on Google, there's that audio thing that tells you how to pronounce things. It's really bad because it's like a robot. But I looked it up and it's not Le Trout. It's this. Tweet. Oh, tweet. it's tweet. It sounds like tweet, but it's like tweet, tweet. Play play it play it one more time. Okay, one more time. Hold on. Tweet. Tweet. Okay. Sarah Sarah in Ontario, Canada. I'm gonna assume you're French Canadian. Uh, is that know. how Ont you say trout? Do they don't speak French in Canadian or in uh Ontario? It's only Montreal, isn't it? Quebec. I've never been. I've never been. I've never been to Canada. Yeah, so I've never been to Chicago. Oh, I've never been to so many places. Really? You've never been to Chicago? I mean I've No, been to... I'm hoping someone feeds me pizza while I'm there. We should go. I mean, although Sorry well, we are going to Chicago. I know. Well, I mean, to go eat pizza. But I will say, both Michael and I are not fans of Chicago's so pizza because it's not pizza, it's pie. But whatever, that's a debate that I don't want to get into. But. Wow. I can't believe you just said something so controversial on the podcast. I don't think it's controversial. I feel like a lot of Chicagoans also agree with me. It's it's just, it's know. a different, it's, it shouldn't be called pizza. But whatever. Um, But in this scene, what I find so interesting is that is it the same restaurant that Blanche goes to with the younger? It seems like it's the same restaurant for like all of the restaurants in the first season. Um, 
Probably. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they're building the same swing sets. They would probably, yeah, you know, have the same, a lot of the same decor, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of pink. I feel like we see a lot of that pink yes. um, in early episodes. Um, so, yeah, it probably is because that's the cheapest way to do it. Yeah. Um, so, of course, as everybody knows, Dr. Jonathan Newman says there's a problem they can't continue to ignore. You know, we have to accept each other for who we are. I don't think that can happen. And mm-hmm. Rose is like, I can get past you being small. And he's like, no, I can't be with you anymore because you're not Jewish. Which is and then so, the, the, I mean, the, Rose's reaction to not being, it's really funny. It's so good. And we we have a little bit of their exchange here. And it is, oh, I love it. Let's Reli- play it. Religious family. I can't believe this. I've, I've been agonizing over this relationship. And now you have the nerve. Oh, it's please like- lower your voice. People are staring at you. Staring at me? They're staring at you. Well, yes, but I'm used to it. I'm a very snappy dresser. It's and that's oh. and to me, when he says that line, it goes to the heart of who this person is. He's exactly. actually a nice person. He's a nice guy. He has this really sort of sweet outlook, not only on himself, a really healthy, good outlook on himself, but he also is pretty authentic in his sort of, you know, the the whole mantra of you have to love yourself. You have to like accept yourself for who you are. And so he doesn't see anything that Rose I is seeing. It. He just thinks I he's a snappy it. dresser and it's so sweet. I love it. He's so confident. I will say like out of all the guest stars, um, he's up there. For uh, I'm used to it. I'm a very snappy dresser is probably one of the best yeah. like single guest star appearance deliveries and line yeah. ever. Uh, it just the snappy. Uh, it's just, it's just it, it was so per- it was such a perfect delivery yeah. and and they agree the to be friends was, and it's it's yeah. a, it's an adorable ending. However, did you notice? I meant to record it, but I didn't. There's this. It's one of the rare times in Golden Girls history where they have this like cut to end music. You know what I mean? And it's not the traditional cut to end music. It's like a weird sort of like eighties like boom boom pa. Like it's a weird. I did notice that. It's so um, strange. I also I also thought it was kind of funny where um you know at the end of the conversation Rose is like I'm going to miss you and I'm like girl you're going to see him at work yeah. tomorrow. You guys work <laughs> together. She works at the grief center for years. You're going to work together. Uh and then I love the way it comes over. How is yeah. the shrimp? Unfortunately, I'll never know. I really thought they could have just ended the line there with her gazing at Dr. Jonathan Newman. I the the that's the 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 tiniest of criticism yeah. I have about this episode. Yeah. With her then going on to explain the joke by going, "See, he's Jewish." I'm like, "No, writers, <laughs> feel confident in your joke. You didn't need but, that part." It's but it's also it's also what Rose would do. I think it's what Rose yes, she would overexplain. True. It's what Rose would do. Uh, what a fun, well, what a great rewind. Guys, I thank you for like suggesting for us to watch it. I mean, we would have anyway, but thank you for making it this one that you wanted us to watch. Yeah, this was, it was really fun to go back and revisit this one, especially if you pointed out the sort of the body positivity yeah. coming from Dr. Jonathan Newman. That was a really, a really nice takeaway. Well, let's take a break and come back with official golden takeaways. We are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what's your golden takeaway from this episode? Hmm. Not so easy, is it? Not so easy, is it? No, I usually come up with these. Do you want me to go when first? I watch the episode. I would love for you. Okay, to. yeah, I'll go first. So I my golden takeaway is 
There's that iconic line when Blanche comes back into the room with the plate of shrimp, and she goes, shrimp! And I just wanted to give a, a delightful shout-out slash suggestion for people. If you're ever near an Outback, get the coconut shrimp, because it is just, it's it's a delightful Perfectly fried little coconut shrimp with delicious chutney sauce. It is not a five-star restaurant by any means, but it is delicious. And if you are a fan of coconut shrimp, please slide into my DMs. I want to know that there are others out there that love coconut shrimp as much as I love coconut shrimp. That You know, I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off your golden takeaway. I'm going to say if you are not in an outback, but you are at a Trader Joe's. Oh, I think they it might be a every once in a while they have it type thing. Mm. But sometimes you can get this like walnut shrimp frozen in the oh. frozen section. Like a like a Chinese sort of walnut shrimp mix thing. It's like a creamy sauce, maybe. Oh, interesting. And and it and we would buy bags of like veggie fried rice and mm. from tra- also Trader Joe's. Delicious. And we would make it. Um and that's going to be my golden takeaway is that if you aren't buying an Outback, but you are near Trader Joe's, the, the frozen walnut shrimp is you know, really good. I, the other day, when Everything Everywhere All at Once won Best Picture, and I was so happy because I loved that movie so, so, so much, and I was so glad. I was like, I want to go to a Chinese restaurant, and I want to have, like, like I want to have that. Like, that's what I'm craving tonight because it was, you know, I mean – not really inspired by the movie at all, but that's what inspired it, my wanting that food. And I got the noodles instead of the fried rice. What are the noodles that they come with often, the, the choice between the noodles or the fried rice? It's like some – I forget the name of the noodles, but I got the noodles. Like like a chow mein? Yeah, I got, the, I got the chow mein or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And not a fan. Not a fan. I should have stuck with oh, the fried rice. Oh, I love rice. it. No, it just – it's maybe it was just where I went. But, like, I the fried, the fried rice to me with a little orange chicken, little, like – walnut coconut shrimp situ like whatever the shrimp the walnut thingy is that they have or the sweet all of it like the beef and broccoli it's just it's a perfect thing to put all in the rice and then you shake it all up and mm-hmm. or you take the orange chicken and you dip it in the rice and it coats the orange mm-hmm. chicken in rice and it's just like mm, it's like it's like two parts of the meal in one bite it's just delightful oh man now i'm really i'm really craving that trader joe what time oh, it's too late to go to trader joe's way too late way too late carrie carrie way too late carrie don't be bad <laughs> but be bad no uh, i ate ice cream with peanut butter and sprinkles right before we started recording <laughs> so i just wanted to be awake i love it i love it now i'm never gonna get to sleep and i'm gonna blow my nose at 11 o'clock and i'm gonna scare the shit out of stan <laughs> and he's gonna fall out of bed call 911 oh my god thank you guys wow. for listening thank you all so much for choosing this week's episode i i mean you all chose really greatly and like h allen said earlier we will be doing to catch a neighbor soon uh but in the meantime we may put out another poll to um to 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 give you uh some more choices for you to pick i do love this democratic process it's amazing um fraser thank you all so much for listening i have to break away for a second because fraser is literally he's on the mic or the the not the mic the um the controller for the TV, and he keeps turning the channel, so I just have to. All right, you you okay. do it. I'm gonna just yeah. keep. Do, I'm do, gonna our, keep do our going. socials. Do our socials. Okay, I'm gonna do our socials. Um, yes. Uh, let's see. Um, as you all know, we are part of uh, Mom, a very uh, wonderful network that we're so happy to be a part of. And you can find out on the Lanai on social media on Twitter. We are at Golden Girls Pod. Instagram, we are at Out on the Lanai Official. Facebook, we are Golden Girls Pod. 
And H. Allen Scott is H. Allen Scott <laughs> slash Sadie Pines on everything. And I am Squiddy Squid and Squidzy on things. <laughs> Very good. Now you get to do the rest. Go oh ahead. God. Do it as fast oh as God. you can. Oh, God. Here I go. Okay. And please rate and review wherever you get this podcast because the more ratings we get and the more the show will be bumped up and all the algorithm goodness and people will discover it and join our lovely kick-ass golden girl family. Yes, and make sure to go to thankyouforbeingafan.com to get tickets if you are coming mm-hmm. to Golden Con this year. And, and let us know what you guys want about Patreon, too. We'd love to know, get your thoughts on if anything extra you want us to be doing. Yes, and what, Carrie? What? And as always, remember, stay, stay golden! golden! Frazier, stop changing the channel. Stay